Okay, so good morning, Stormy. Thank you for joining me in this crazy morning. Good morning, Aisha. Good morning, people. Um, so I'm hoping and I'm wondering uh, if um, the conversation that we're going to have is going to, it's kind of a, it's a touchy conversation for people who are feeling like um, the, the, it's necessary, like the, the race card that, that not, I say race card because that's what I'm, the feedback that I'm getting is not, I, I don't want people to, to think that, um, actually, let me just be honest. I don't really care what people think about this. This is the truth of it is, is that everything in this, this country is systematically affects black and brown people in a, in a way that is, uh, problematic, tragic. Um, and, and we, the, that this population gets the brunt structurally gets the brunt of everything that's going on um, in this country as it trickles down, you know? Um, so stormy, we're going to first start off with what exactly we're talking about. We're talking about the statistics of, uh, deaths through the COVID-19 that, um, for black population of, of particular cities in this country, um, Stormy and I both live in Eugene, Oregon, which is Lane County. We don't actually, the, the, the numbers here are very well controlled. Um, and as you know, the population of black folks here is very, very low. So we're talking about a national, um, situation and concern. So uh, Stormy, because of all the technical stuff, I'm not able to get to the statistics. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and read the statistics off. I think we had like what, four different cities that we were talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Illinois, Louisiana, Michigan, and North Carolina. Okay, and also there was, uh, although I don't think we have the statistics for it, they were talking about, um, no, you said Michigan, but there was New Orleans, uh, yeah, Louisiana. Okay, so go ahead and talk about what, which, just read off the statistics, and I'm sorry, you guys, that we don't have a, a visual for people who are, who are looking for the visual, but she'll uh, read off the statistics so you can know what we're talking about. Okay, well, it says in, in Illinois, the percentage of population is 15. The percentage of deaths is 42%. Louisiana, percentage of population, 32%. Percentage of deaths, 70%. And this is the percentage of black folks in that city, yet versus the percentage of, of black folks dying uh, in that city. Okay, continue, sorry. Correct, correct. Michigan, state of Michigan, percentage of population, 14%, percentage of deaths, 41%. North Carolina, percentage of population, 22%, percentage of deaths, 31%. Yeah. So it's it's alarming, actually. I think um, I've, I've been, since I, since I saw it, it's just been, you know, blowing up in the news. Everyone is talking about it. It's, it's an actual insane separation of, of population versus the, the amount of people who are dying due to it. And we're like, well, you know, well, why are the black folks dying so, so much faster than everyone else? When, when at the beginning of the, of the conversation of COVID-19, black folks were saying uh, that they were immune. But what was, what was interesting about that is that they were, black folks here were saying that we were immune based on the fact that, the, that African, uh, black people in Africa were, for some reason, the, the disease is not like flourishing in different countries of Africa. It's actually like the, the population of people even being infected is, is crazy low comparatively. So I guess it just kind of got like, you know, um, we just assumed that it was due to melanin in your skin, that that's why it wasn't, uh, it wasn't able to um, connect to us. And clearly that's not the, that's not the case, <laughs> but, uh, so that ain't it. But, um, the, the next thing we, you and I were talking about was that, you know, the first thing that they always talk about with COVID-19 is that the, the, um, it, it's attaching and, and flourishing in people who have secondary conditions. Yeah. Right. And the secondary conditions is really what our conversation is about, because our the secondary conditions are you know like diabetes, COPD, which is um, uh, lung disease, um, then having heart problems, heart disease, and high blood pressure, and uh, obesity. So, which are all caused by generational conforming of you know the the American assimilation. Right. 
that's exactly what the point uh, our point is and i think a lot of the conversation goes around where it's like um you know well black folks have i I want people to understand that even statistically without COVID 19 it's always been a conversation around why do black people have higher rates of blood pressure uh, issues heart disease uh, and diabetes based on any of the other uh statistics in the united states black folks are right on the top of those statistics and so we're talking about um, it's not very, it's not, doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out why that's taking out the black community um, uh, faster than others, right? Based on those, based on that criteria. So what you're saying, Stormy, is like the condition of black folks in the, in the big cities, because we're going to concentrate since those cities that you mentioned were, are big cities with high population density, low, um, I always talk about being high population density and low um, air quality in these big cities with the black folks. But we're gonna talk about like just the physical body um, and, and trauma and history of, of that trauma. So go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, it's like more more than just the trauma of that, the, the, our, our social economic versus, you know, our public, the, the public health, uh, um, so, uh, the public health resolutions that we get, the the medical attention that we get, the the fact that we are just as human as those are before us or any other light African, yet we're still used to be experimented on and be put back as if we are not a person of quality of life that we can just be wasted. Right. So uh, to go and back, it's been to, happening. It's it's not new. No, it's historic. I mean, I I think my my portion my portion of the thought process was that like um, when I think of high blood pressure and I think about living in the United States under um, under the constant 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 to the more time that you wake up to the time that you go to sleep barrage of racism causes high blood pressure. Um, you know the the like you were saying post traumatic stress. Uh, I mean post-traumatic stress of slavery based in the DNA of people who are post-slave ancestry here in the United States are, are built to be more susceptible to stress in our bodies. So we're going to, to develop uh, these uh, secondary to stress situations. But like what you were saying, even from post-slavery... It's even deeper than that. It's even deeper than that. You know what I mean? They're taking us away from a whole different climate of, of, of food, of... of physical and mental stability of self-sustaining art form as a community like being that stripped away giving us whatever it was for all those decades in between where we were fed the slot the compost and had to like reinstitute the compost in order to eat it that's changing us on a physiological level as well yes. so it, it, it all comes to play I, I believe that the the systematic the systematic laws and unknown laws, you know, or untalked about laws that our people were put through. Right. You know, like <laughs> the demise of any single person. You know what I mean? That wasn't that wasn't African American. It was like you you were up to the demise of any of them. They could choose whatever they wanted to do with you. And I believe that that cause is the effect that we're having right now within our health system. We, we still don't have, like, a majority of the people I know of African-American, it's very cautious to go to a hospital. I'm very cautious in making sure who touches me and, and whether or not they're, they're new to this body or not. Even so, we're all the same, you know what I mean? I don't want right. to be experimented on, and I don't want to be thrusted and handled in a medical sense about my body because right. you're new to it. So there's a basic distrust in the black community for health care. And, and Yeah, yeah. And so where people were like, well, if they have blood pressure, just go to the doctor. Well, there's a historic issue with, with black folks in the medical field. You know, there's a historic trauma there as well. And I think that um, I think it's important that when we're talking about it, that uh, that when people realize or look at the situation, that realize that this is generational. And I do think that you and I, I think we talked about it before, that you and I are, are talking about actually talking about the same thing where it's like you know diet the dietary uh we talk about black folks and their diet and how and coming from uh and i keep saying coming from post-slavery to, to present day yeah um, and it's not all a 
us. You know no, what I mean? There's, this is a there's generalization. A point, there's, a point that it, there's, there's a point that certain things morph into the body, and this is just what I believe, certain things morph into the body, that some of us, all beings, no matter what shade, are susceptible to other things. I know people uh, that, are, that are white Americans, white Africans, that actually have high blood pressure and, and, and diabetes. Oh, no. Like it's uh, and those diseases go around. Right. Those diseases go, it doesn't matter what color. It's, it was, correct. It, correct. And the the way issue that, is that we have it more. economically that it forces on the people to have to be subjected to those diseases is the subject that we're talking about here. So you're saying, okay, so I think that might be a difference in what we're saying because statistically, you know, with people who have diabetes, it's not that white folks or Latino folks or everyone can get diabetes, but the but black folks get diabetes at a faster rate at a younger age and die from it at a higher rates than anyone else. You know, heart disease, Absolutely. same thing. You know, um, and so it's those type of things. COP, I don't, I don't know about COPD, but I know for sure heart disease. I know for sure blood pressure issues, and I know for sure diabetes. And, and those, and we, we, like you said, we all get them, but black folks die from them at a higher rate um, and uh, at a younger age. So we're talking they about... Do, they do, absolutely. And, and I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I'm saying is, 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 it's just another format for them to kill us off. Whether it's diabetes, heart disease, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's shooting our babies in the street, it's just another technique. It's another strategy. Right. And I'm, and I'm thinking to my, to me, how, when we look at the, the idea that like tying the, tying white supremacy, uh, tying racism, tying this all into the idea that black folks have this, uh, heart disease and blood pressure and all these ill, um, health issues based on those things. I think that that's where, uh, where the greater population and, uh, wants, doesn't want to connect the, to connect all of it. Like it all. It's very clearly connected. And you know what I mean? Like it, Yeah, it's, like they accept in the hype. What are you saying? Like they accept the hype, you know, you're like, don't believe the hype, they accepted it, they got their scientific studies about us black folks and how, you know, we are subjected to this because we're not used to the environment or we're subjected to this because, you know, we're inferior to them and da 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 it's like it's just so hard. I'm just saying it's not real, and they're they're living off of a fear that's been taught to to the to the masses for generations about us. So it's easy to pick on us. Well, I'm saying that even in that issue with you, statistically, it, it's I what I don't what I don't see is that you have all of that going on, and and nobody is is correlating. The structural placement of black folks that were put on to uh, to us early on that created this problem. That I mean, and that we still exist in within today. Like we still exist in those structural, those structural man-made created hell holes for black folks to live in, to create, to be in, and try to climb our ways out of. Even to this modern day, is causing these issues. Is maintaining these issues. And I think that people want to disconnect those two things. It's like people want to disconnect the idea that we got to go outside and and um, worry about whether or not we're getting pulled over by the cops and pulled over by, you know, whether or not our sons. They want to disconnect that from the high blood pressure and from the heart disease. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And you like can't disconnect that. We're still that. fighting. That we still need our rights. That we still need to be seen as humans. Yeah, most people believe that it's already happened and it's passed and it's done with. So why not? Why are we still talking about it? But you're so correct. It's still in existence today, and it just morphs right in front of our eyes. And it's up to us to do something about it. Right. And I think that the issue for me is that um, I guess that's my that is my issue is that people want to talk about and act like as if. These things are separate, and they are very much still very real. And it's killing. I mean, it's like genocide with this, with this, um, with this COVID nineteen. Where it's like, like you just said, it's like they're picking on us. Anything that they throw at us because our, uh, because of the level of stress and the level of uh, that we are living under in this country, we are always the most vulnerable population because of economics, because of housing, because of, I mean, just go down the list of all the structural. Um, beings in which we're trying to get equality within and all reasons why we are the most vulnerable and at the same and time yet we still rise. and of course of course 
right? Um, and I mean, we someone was talking about the fact that black folks, black men, in uh, in a couple different cities, uh, I can't remember what city exactly, because he put it on Facebook, it went viral. Um, and he was they, there was I think it was in Georgia, and they went. Um, he had a mask on, right? Because it's a it's a it was first a national mandate, and then it was a state mandate, then it went back national, then back to state, and so people were like you got to wear your mask, right? So he had a, like a, a doctor mask on. Him and his friend went into Walmart. The cop told him, per per policy, he could he may not wear a mask, and they escorted him and his friend out of the store because they were wearing masks in the middle of COVID-19 isolation. And that he's just one that happened to go viral. Right. There were several. We've had I had a conversation with another black man who was like, Yeah, I'm wearing my mask, but I'm making sure I don't use a bandana. He's like, I'm making sure I have flowers on my mask. I mean, that's what he's oh, for real. He's like, I'm making sure I have cartoon characters on my mask so that, you know, people know that it's the, I'm not trying to be threatening uh, by covering my face. Now here we are dying in higher numbers than anyone else. We gotta put on a mask and still worry about getting shot because we're wearing a mask. Like you know what I'm saying? That's the kind of that's the kind of of, of um, structural damage that ha- that happens to Black folks while we're trying to survive at the same equitably right that that any human person has. We still still, yeah, we still you know what I'm saying? Have to use the survival mechanisms. Yes, we do. In the face of pride, absolutely. Putting on a putting on a Mickey Mouse thing so you won't get shot, just to make sure that the white folks are comfortable around you, the police officers are comfortable around you. You're gonna put on some mat just to make sure. I mean, that's the kind we gotta think of. We everyone else you is know, thinking about masks, and we gotta think about masks plus some. You know? Yeah, it seems like they just didn't kill enough of our baby boys, so now they gotta move on to this. And now they're just going to incarcerate more. It's just a program. I'm over the program. I mean, it's sickening and disgusting. It it is, but the the issue is that, and I think this is the same thing that you and I were talking about yesterday. Um, is that the the program? I'm I'm angry, just the same way that you're like I'm out of it. Like I I'm angry that the answer is right in front of our faces. We are in an opportunity right now to change the to in a creation of a paradigm shift of this whole nation while we're all shut down in our homes, not working. Uh the whole nation is about to make a paradigm shift. This is the time that we can actually look at the truth of our past, how we how we're affecting the the most vulnerable in this country and do something about it. And the fact that people are looking all the way around it and still trying to say, uh, still trying to focus on other things is where the frustration comes in for me. It's like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? It's like you looking all, like we just we just lined up several different ways why why black folks, uh, health, just in the health access to healthcare, uh, um, you know, environmental stress, financial, uh, financial stress, you know, the, Population density versus air quality. That's environmental stress. We're talking about all these different things that disproportionately affect people of color and black people. You know, and uh, and so without looking at that and rearranging those circumstances about this COVID-19, we're just complicitly floating through the next however months that we are sitting in this house when I do believe there are things that we could be doing. Uh, and I think that we were talking about that rebuild, uh, the rebuild and the solutions. You had some other things written down that you wanted to talk yeah, about and bring what, up. What was those solutions you were talking about? A re- yeah, like a rebuilding. Well, before we get there, didn't you have some other comments you wanted to make before we had solutions? <laughs> no, because no, I, I don't want to skip. I don't want to go there, then go back, then go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're at a point of a power grab, like. This is like the catastrophic point in history of power grab, whatever that means. And now it seems that it's health intertwining with social economics, intertwining with a chip, intertwining with, you know, keeping us from our rights, ultimately. You know what I mean? They're slowly, while we're all sitting in our house, they are slowly drifting away. You know what I mean? Like, they took away the right to religion. We can't gather, you know? And if we can't gather, we can't really communicate. We can't communicate. We can't really know what's going on, you know? Because as 
the world, the system has it, we're all under one network, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so the network chooses who gets to see what in each state and who gets to hear what in each country. And at that point, we don't really know what's going on. The fact that we do know is what they're telling us. And what they're telling us is that we're still not human. Right. Right. And that's an issue. And if it's not going to be the killing and, you know, the shooting by officers, if it's not going to be the COVID-19, it's going to be something next. What I do know is that the solution is self-sustaining and going back to our self-sustaining as a community. As well, a whole. I, I think I agree with you on that. I, I think it needs to be spelled out for people because the idea is that, like, right now, people are still not understanding the connection that everyone talks about constantly. We're, we're having to connect the idea of, you know, the fact that the KKK had infiltrated the police departments and, and had and having the connection to the killings of black men and women at a, a higher rate. We're still having to explain that to people who is, like, very obvious to everyone who wants to pay attention and listen. But I think, like, with, with what you're saying with the solution... <laughs> Uh, but, you know, but I think with the solution that what, with what you're talking about is that I think that people have to get out, out of the idea that there is that the government in any way, and I'm talking about the federal government, and I mean state government as well, but I feel uh, for some reason it's, it, that I, I, we're kind of spoiled here. I feel like we have um, our democracy works better than most across the country, um, but at the same time, leaning on the idea that the federal government in any way is going to make this a solution for us. I think that's where um, I get frustrated, where it's like you said, like the answer is actually in, self, in self-sustaining and um, in the collective. I think it's about time that people start to understand that we are what happens uh, to each other. So if we don't, co- we don't collectively decide that this, this ish is not going to continue anymore, we are not going to allow this, this uh, what was happening at, you know, just last year and in the past to continue in 2021, it is really up to us. It's really up to how we treat each other, how, what we will decide that goes down. I think about like the, the uh, black judges and the, and the and, you know, I think about when I was at the state of, uh, when I was working at the state level, think about when, um, you know, people are up when you are up in the ranks and you are doing the things that you're doing it is our it is our job and our responsibility in those ranks to say um at this hiring table we're going to need to have four more black folks or four more people of color or we can't move forward we're not going to do this unless it's equitable you know and you want to go all the way down the ranks you want the people who are at the um who are at the uh, uh pumping the gas and who and the volu- the nonprofit, the volunteers we need to stop the people who are picking up and we need to stop and say, we cannot continue to do this unless they are well-funded. You know, we can't continue to do this unless there is some money coming, um, uh, you know, coming in and making sure that we have gardens and making sure that the people have the food and do we have the opportunity. We need to be supporting each other and creating the solution because no one around us is going to do it. They're trying to make money off of our backs like they They've always, always have. They've trying to make money off our backs. Like and they always the have. Thing. So it's, it's, it's the, like, you know, all the way from down, all the way to up, it's like, just stop killing us. Just give us our space, you know? And, 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 and you know, like, and don't don't put the wolf over the the wool over our eyes, you know. At this point, like the COVID nineteen is not really what's happening. You know what I mean? It's almost questioning whether or not I should even put a mask on or not. It's like, is this really what's happening, or is this just another? I'm questioning what's happening. What I do know is that they're still killing us. So unless we do get together and share the knowledge about how to be self sustainable, be open to that. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. less, the more we're in the house, the more we realize, oh man, I, I need to figure out how to learn how to make some bread. I guess I got flour, but I'm used to going to the store and getting the loaf. You know what I mean? Certain yeah. things like that. Or figuring out how to like economically sustain yourself as a unit. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, I think, yeah, I, I think because I have such a big family, the first thing I always think about is how we can stay connected and make sure i'm always thinking about how you know if my neighbor has if my neighbor has carrots and i have you know broccoli we can switch and we can bar we can share you know what i mean if i've got zucchini coming out my ears and they've got lettuce all down the back we we, we're okay you know what i mean um and i and i kind of 
that's how I, I think about it with my family too. It's like, you know, I don't know how to make bread. I mean, I, I could make bread, but my sister makes bread and I'm like, but I can make this. And so we're like, I'm like, okay, as so long as she's got that and I've got this and you've got what you got, we're going to be okay. I think the whole society needs to start to think like that. that. What do we have collectively that's going to make sure myself, my family, and my neighbor is going to be okay? And I think the fear, when I say white supremacy, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, uh, like I said before in a lot of my shows, they go straight to the KKK. But I think the fear of, of standing up to someone and saying, this is not how we're going to not, we're not going to continue this anymore. You know, this yeah. is not how this is going to happen. This is a shambles. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right? We're, right now. We, we will not move forward with this. And, and I think that that fear of white supremacy, the structure in which we are, like the authority that people um, of all colors are, are under this blind authority. And we've talked about who, how it trickles down from one uh, folks to all the way down to the rest. But it's like that, you know, that 99 and that 1%, that structure that we all fear and don't understand. We don't understand the structure that we, that we complicitly uh, abide by. Because nope. if we did understand that structure, we would know that we have the power in it. You know what I mean? So, like, if we, if, if we decide collectively that we're not going to do this thing, that thing ain't going to happen. It's as simple as that. It just will not happen. And we're looking at the financial structures right now for all these white folks. And, all, and I say white folks because, you know, that's who I'm listening to, all, are talking about, you know, oh, well, the money has to, we don't have enough money for this, and we don't have enough money for that, and we don't, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we got money, now everyone's at work, we got 60 plus million people on unemployment, who's going to pay for that? How do we get all that unemployment money? You know, all of a sudden, like, you know, um, a trillion dollars goes into, uh, goes into the stock market, where did it come from? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so don't don't get played. Don't, believe don't get played. There's a, definitely a way to make this equitable. There is definitely a way to correct what has been wrong. And we are looking at how wrong and why it's been wrong. And and if you don't see that it's hurting another population, your brothers, all we're talking about this on half on Easter. If you ain't talking about being your brother's keeper. And you can't look to see who is your brother and who is not being equitably uh, uh, taken care of in a crisis. I, you know what I mean. I then we got other things. We you got a time to look in the mirror, bro. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, bless your soul. I'm afraid. You know what I mean? Cause that's yeah. a, and I'm not talking about one person over the other. I'm talking about the United States of the America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about all 50 states. That's what I'm talking about. Like we got another problem because we are not we we have it's a it's a farce. All that money came from one direction and went to another direction, and none, none of it went down to where it needed to go. We got to really deep dig and do some research, everyone, to figure out what is really happening while everyone is wearing a mask and everyone is in their house. What is really happening in our world and our system and what is it going to look like when we walk out the house and change once they let us out the house again? Yeah, what? because it, can't, it won't look because the same. Because we can't really communicate unless it's on, you know, online or on the phone or pretty much online. So once that all changes, it's like, what's next? What else are we going to stand for? Which is interesting. Because we all know, and I, and I don't think it's I don't think it's a secret for anybody who looks and listens to anything. We all know that our computers are recorded. We all know that our that you know Alexa records everything in the house. Uh, we all know. So you're you're thinking about the fact that we can't even speak face to face anymore. Uh, we can't even like get these collective ideas together unless it's recorded um, by whoever. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, look it's, at us right now. No, I know. I mean, and I look. We can have a conversation. I, I, I doubt that I'm their concern, but like, but you know, you know, with my little two cents in the bank, like I doubt that they are concerned about me because they, they follow in the money. And I'm saying, while they follow the money, let's get smart about what we're doing over here. You know, because they are, they are willing, and we're looking at it right now. They are willing to sacrifice the masses, masses of people, and save their money rather than spend it to help us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Are, Absolutely. And that is what people have got to understand. It's very, very clear. It's right in front of our face right now. Look at it. You know, there, it's, it's not, and this is not even about black people that I'm talking about right now. It's there are everybody. people dying. Yes. And they are, yes, they are refusing 
to put together money to save our lives. Are you kidding? We're talking about we need ventilators, and they want to talk about why. Now, I what? Like, I paid my taxes for you to give me some ventilators. Right. But now, now it's like someone said. Now it's like all Americans now is starting to understand what it feels like to be black. Like, you know, like you over here can't breathe, and someone's negotiating how much oxygen you get. That's like a, a day in the life of a black person trying to get through in America. You know what I mean? It's like you want to negotiate. Another mask you got to wear. Right. I mean, I just want to be real, and I am frustrated by it. I'm frustrated by it because I don't. I I don't have. I'm I'm a I'm a a community person. I'm a community. I've come up with um with you know community solutions to certain educational issues. My brother is a community leader. Um, you know we do these things, but when nobody comes out to do the work with us, this is the frustration that you're hearing. When there's only fear and everyone's just waiting to see what happens next because they're too scared to say what they really want or to, or don't really know what to do next. It's frustrating because that's how you learn. You go get to the table and start talking about what you want it to look like when we're able to come back outside. You know? Yeah, that fear is going to erase us. Right. Right. So did you have more points that you wanted to talk about um, that you heard, that, that you wrote down? Cause I know we were talking about yesterday when we were doing it. We did also have another guest that we wanted to have with us to have a, a third perspective on this, but she was not feeling well today, so she was not able to join us. Um, so I'm just trying to, you and I, Stormy, bounce off how this is, uh, want to make sure we well, hit all I the points. Think, I just think more of the solution and learning how to be more sustainable, self-sustainable in your small little community that you have within your homes and your neighborhood. You know, your family and friends and figuring out, like, really what is the priority at this point. And, so, and for some reason, doesn't feel like it's Netflix is my priority, but feels like my something is so silently chaotic that it feels like my rights are slowly being taken away for some reason, you know. Um, and, and, and we should just all talk. And I think it's important that we all t- communicate with the people that you're in the house with you know, or your neighbors to decide the feeling and decide where you guys are mentally in the situation as, as the world shifts as we know it. Right, right. Um, I I think if you have a skill, um, I think, you know, you should think about how you can help your community even if it just starts with your neighborhood because you know how we, you know, one person talks to one person and it spreads. If you have a skill that that helps in the circumstances, show some people. You know, um, get, ha, we can all do the six feet apart, and you can show them the skill. You know, yep. send out emails of how. If you've got extra starts, pass it out. Like yep. um, folks in the city, you know, if you got you guys can start gardens in your home. If you don't know how to, look it up on the. If you don't know what to do, you're like, what what do you do? What do you need? You can start food in a in a leftover um, uh, milk jug, you know, in your house. So I, I just want people to understand that there, there is a way that we can do this without even doing that much more than what you've already done. You just have to reach out. People who have skills, reach out to those who don't. People who don't have skills, yeah, and people who don't have the skills, try to uh, try to to imagine the things that you use every day and ask people, do they know how to make these things? Do they know how or where you can get them? That's that's local and self-sustained. Do you you know ask for help? And I think if once we can just, we're all finally in the same place. We're all finally here. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's all, it's like, you know, you have to hit the wall to get it. That's just how. You do have to hit the wall. You do have to hit the wall. And, you know, also, it's like when you're sitting around and in, 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 in your homes right now, you know, figure out, like, think about the things you can live without. You know, right. like, what can I actually live without now? Because at this point, there's going to be a surge of consumerism, you know, and that's just us feeding back into the plan, the pandemic, and it's not okay. 
So right. figure out what you can do without, what you can alter or substitute. You know, maybe your diet could change. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like the, your your electricity could change and how you use that and what time you wake up and you know and just changing. You know, yes. and letting and letting life be lived. You know, instead of life being in fear. You know. Oh man, you know you just made the the most excellent point. You know what I mean? The most excellent point. What can we live without? You know, that that's really the silver lining of the COVID-19. We are learning. I mean, I've heard so many people on Facebook like, I didn't know I could cook. You know? <laughs> Shoot. I'm throwing down. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I saved, I saved $1,000 on quarantine. You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden... Like, I, I, you know, I make a mean, you know, shrimp Florentine. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know. Yep. Right? I've been the news all day. I feel a little better. I feel kind of good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wait. I've been working out at home. I kind of yep. like the fact that I have my gym here at the house. Like, I'm using this and using that, you know? And I'm not saying that... Uh, I, I think that exactly with what you're saying, it's not to say that... Um, that Okay, it's more to say, look at like what, exactly what you just said. Look at what you don't really, really need. The consumerism is <laughs> this capitalistic world, this, the state that we live in, in the United States, is an issue. And if this has not taught us that it's not working, I really don't know what will. I don't know what will either because soon the mom and pop and all your local favorite places are going to be hard to survive after this, you know? So it's going to force us to, to join the corporate bandwagon only, you know what I mean? Right. And we've been talking, I'm going to assume that most people have been talking about the fact that, that um, you know, the corporate bandwagon is, is not a good look. <laughs> we don't, yeah, I think that's universal for our neighborhoods. Yeah, you do not want the corporate bandwagon to run anything. Like if the mom and pops, as we can see right now, like please look at the situation. As we can see right now, it's the small people in your community that will keep us going. Like, and I say small, air quoting that. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like the big things that we do versus, uh, the big things that we consider are the things that we can really self-sustain. And the things that we cannot, that we actually need each other for are the things that we don't value in this, in this uh, community. And now look at what's happening. The people who we're surviving off of are the very same people that, uh, that um, thousands of people, millions of people in the United States were arguing whether they should get paid $15 an hour. You know what I mean? Let's just be real. The very same people that we are hoping come to work so we can get groceries are the very same people that people were like, I don't think they deserve $15 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we gotta rethink all of that. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. And, we, and don't be afraid of the dirt and getting your hands dirty and, and growing your own garden. You know what I mean? Because at some point, that's all, it's not real food in there either, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, people, the first thing I think of, people be like, well, shoot, I need a hamburger. Like, I'm going to need a hamburger. How well, you, you grow, go how you grow some hamburger? Look, how you grow some hamburger? I'm growing a hamburger right now. <laughs> you growing some hamburger right now? Uh, <laughs> what a hook, what a hook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like. If you don't know how, someone in your community is. You see what I'm saying? Correct. Like, yep. you've got something that you can give to them. Even if you like, I don't know how to do anything. Like, I eat out all the time. My, I, I don't know how to do my nails. I don't do my hair. Like, I can't do my, you know, it's like, okay, I bet you can go and learn how to do some, some soil. Maybe you can help them, you know, trim the, the, clean the garden. You know, for some stuff. You can help. All of us can do something. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you can just answer the phone calls of all the people who are trying to get their hamburger. <laughs> you know? I mean, but it's true. If you don't have a skill like that, you have a purpose. You have a, an ability to be a part of the community. Somewhere, the people with the skills can use the people with the less skills. You know what I'm saying? We can use each other. And it's it's and could you imagine the, the level of quality that we would get to if that was how we really actually uh, uh, did everything? I mean, yeah. I'm, right? Like the quality, yeah, the quality that of life would soar. Would soar, you know. Um, 
And so, you know, to the topic in which we are speaking of with uh, the looking for the people who are at the bottom of the structure in which they've created right now, looking for black folks, looking for people of color. Um, I think in the last few years, the push for environmental justice being that it disproportionately affects uh, people of color, this, it's exactly what we're talking about. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the very, the, the very worst of the worst is going to be, uh, it's going to have a bigger impact on people of color because we are already disadvantaged in the system that exists at the moment. And it is structurally built to do so. So the people who, even though we're at home, if you have privilege, if you are at that at that um, committee chair, or you are at that, uh, you are in law, or you are in healthcare, and you see the the previous structure existing, it is your responsibility. It is absolutely necessary right now that we stop it. We say it cannot continue like this. This is the time to do it. We are in the perfect time to do that right now. Don't let it continue. Don't let it continue. <laughs> what else did you have? I want. I didn't want to make because you had a lot, girl. You were going yesterday. You had all kinds of points. I want to make sure we uh, we reach all of them because I'm just, I'm talking passionately because I am angry. <laughs> no, I, I get it. You, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I. I, get it. I, don't, my, my brother, I, I don't think that there was. I mean. Stop. Stop. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, our solution to, it's just finding that solution and, and having no fear. I think, I think, you know? I think it's the fear part. You hit it on the nail, girl. You hit it dead on the nail. It's the fear. Yeah, it is the fear. And the fear has been cloaked on all of us. For forever, you know, um, as well as uh, the continuation of seeing it within the media, um, even in movies, you know, it's they've definitely been, you know, trying to what is the term desensitize us. Right. I mean, and really think about it. Every there's there's like millions, millions of people who are not who are in, um, who are waiting for their unemployment. And I just hope that those millions of people realize that those are tax dollars. You paid into the program. People who are trying to go get SNAP or who don't want to get SNAP, go get SNAP. Those are your tax dollars. You paid for all of this. That's how, um, that's kind of how, so, uh, you know, um, socialism works. <laughs> if we all put a little bit into the pot and so everyone can use it, you know what I mean? And so... The thing about it is that right now, like you're saying, the fear, there's so much fear about losing our capabilities of living our capitalistic, comfortable lives right now. So much fear around that. But we can change, we can create that fear into something that is, that works for you. You know, I mean, the, the rent situation, I don't know how this is gonna look. I mean, wow, what is this gonna look like? All those people, all those black folks, all those citizens, I mean, that's me included. We gotta pay our rent. Mortgage folks gotta get their mortgage. Bank lenders wanna take that money. But that's I'm right. right? They people need to get their checks. They, they, and right. They get that's right. So right now, don't look down on the next person who's trying to get what they can get out of the, squeeze what they can get out of the society's, uh, um, what, what we have to give, you know? But I want you guys to really understand that we're not giving anything. The government is not giving you anything. Everything that we have put into this is what we, is out of our blood, sweat, and tears. All that money is through our taxes. Go get your food stamps. Go get your unemployment. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, how the cap the capitalism will crumble when we cannot pay our rent. They're going to have to figure something else out. Make sure you and your black neighbor are at the table when that conversation goes down. Okay? Okay. That's what I'm saying. You make sure you and your black neighbor and your Latina neighbor make sure and your your gay and trans we all at the table. Don't don't act at like the, the table. table. At, right. Voice. at the table. 
Make sure you look around. Make sure because right now you need to see that no matter if you didn't understand that we need each other more than any other time in this whole history of history, now is the time for us. Let's go. Let's do it. Right? I'm like, woo! <laughs> right? You know, and for my and for my black brothers and sisters all across this nation and all the allies who are out there, y'all need to be looking out because the the situation with our health is environmental it's in all the way through and if we can help each other we can help the folks who are being affected most get on it now this is your chance to be a, you want to be a hero this is your chance you know support support right this is how you yeah, do that filling us off. so this is the time to band together and support right whatever you need and please understand, there's, there's populations that are more vulnerable than you are, even in your most vulnerable space. That's where I think people understand. There are people worse off than you. And I don't even need to know who I'm talking to. That's universal. You know, and right now we're talking about black folks dying at an alarming rate due to pre-existing conditions in which this government, in which this society, in which this life in America has put onto them. That is all of our responsibility. That is what I'm saying. Gotta stay healthy, guys, mentally and physically. Right, and you gotta understand the things that are happening to every to black folks in America. It does not stop when we get pulled over, get our, get harassed, and move on. That affects us physically, mentally, spiritually. And if and if we are all gonna be in this together, that has to be your problem too. Yeah, and black folks, we are resilient. Yes. No weapons formed against us shall prosper. Right. Period, right? Um, yeah. So that in my in my comment and it's for the eye of the collective. Like I know we're all in our we're all in our feelings. We're all we're all scared, um, you know. So I don't want to take that away. But you know, my my focus, of course, is for the greater good at all times. And if we're not looking at the most affected, we're not looking at the rates that black folks are dying, and we're not alarmed, and we don't think that how we should we, what we should be doing about that. Also, look at the fact that we got people making ventilators that are functional, that are, that are sending them for the lowest cost possible, just for materials. We got people making masks for each other. We got people stepping up with gloves. We got, come on y'all, we can do this. The, you right? Right? Okay, so Stormy, anything else you wanna say? We got a few more minutes left. She said, she said, and mic dropped. <laughs> I think we said it all, you know. Um, yeah, I just want us all to remember that there's things in works that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. And the coronavirus, I believe, is just manufactured and it's here for us to be cloaked for whatever they're changing in our lives. This is world changing at this point like the world as we know it is changing mm -hmm. no I, I i don't want everyone to be bombarded with fear i yeah i hear that well thank you Stormy, that's for when they win is the fear you know it's like still continue i don't know how it is in, uh, in other places but i know right here in eugene i mean go and take walks with your kids like go on a bike ride like people in my little neighborhood they're not stopping they're not really in their house you know it's just like you know, they got social distancing, yeah, but also remember that part of social distancing is, like, taking away your rights, too, you know? And just remember, it's a slippery slope. No, I hear that. I, I, you and I had this conversation going back and forth, and we, and I, we agree and we disagree on some parts of that. And it's like I, I agree with it, and at the same time, I'm like, ah, but there's other parts of that. But you're absolutely I'm not, right. I'm not, look, I'm not saying that people not dying. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that the COVID-19 is not a real virus. I'm saying all of the attention that's going into this, it's like, what, 80,000 80, people just in the U.S. alone yeah. died from the flu last year. Yeah, no, I know. Only in the U.S. Right. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I mean we can have a like whole other podcast on this part. We can have a whole other huh? hour. I said we can have a whole other hour on on the difference between flu and the COVID nineteen. I know what you're saying though. Pay attention. I know what you're saying. Pay attention. You never know what's yeah. happening. Like like things are happening so like so fast. It's a political year right now. Yeah. Like this 
this is lots of things are happening you know you can yeah. go back and research like ted talks with bill gates in 2015 and him yeah. talking about how we don't have any defense for any virus yeah. or any you know bio weapons that is going to come and it's just like okay you know like i don't know like a lot of people have a lot of things in the past that they talked about that's happening right now i'm just saying you know make sure you know how to can you know grow some kale in your backyard some onions your favorite vegetable you know what i mean like i mean i <laughs> I know that I know that we talked about this uh, on a previous podcast. I think I don't know if it was you that I was having a conversation with, but I think it was the the episode before this, and I actually had um, uh, my brother, and we were talking about the astrology of it, and we were talking about how this kind of pandemic situation actually happens very cyclically. Like this is not something that just didn't happen; has never happened before. It has happened before. Um, and each time there's a shift in the society afterwards. And uh, this one being what we have at the helm, what we have to, to lose right now, like you said, to fear. Like you've got to pay attention that there's other things that are happening that we're not hearing because everyone is, is pandering to the fear of COVID-19. I get that. We're, I'm not, and I'm not saying don't, don't go outside. I'm not saying don't wear, I'm saying, there, I, and I agree with you, there are other things that are happening that we are not hearing the majority about. And I think we need to get curious about what we're missing while we're freaking out about this thing that's happening now. And, you know, it's, it's highly contagious. I get it. There's lots of things to be scared of. I get it. But in your fear, it's kind of like protect your family from what's coming next. That means you have to be well informed um, and you have to look for it. Right now, the information is not coming to us. So we got to look for it. And, and I'm saying don't look for it for yourself. I'm saying look for it for yourself. Look for it for your family. Look for it for the most vulnerable populations that exist. And I, you know, because I'm a black woman, I'm going, I'm looking at my black people and I'm looking at the problem that we have and I'm looking at my people of color, you know, and I'm, that's who I'm looking for because I know um, historically, although like you said, we're very resilient, I would like for us to stop dying in masses like we are for no reason other than fear. So. No reason other than fear, Aisha. Right. That's really? What, really. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, you're right, girl. We could we could do this all we could do this all day. We could do this all day. Okay. Anyway, so um, okay, I'm gonna go. We're we're down to an hour now, so we're gonna stop the show for KEPW. Thank you guys for swinging with us for the fact that. This was not how the show was supposed to go. It's not even at the right time. <laughs> so I expect, I am very happy and, and super grateful for your patience. I'm glad and hope that everyone tuned in and was able to, uh, to listen and, and not too mad that we interrupted the show that was supposed to go. Thank you, KEPW, for being so flexible with me while I try to figure out how to do this from home. I know I, it's been a month, but I keep adding stuff to my regimen here and it's making it more complicated. Um, I also want to say that I did an in-depth interview about Black Girl from Eugene, who I am, why I started the podcast, and where it's going. Uh, very personal, very um, intimate conversation and interview with uh, the podcaster, The Power of Ideas. And I believe that he has let me know that uh, it will be ready to be heard in a week or so. So look out for that. I will be telling you when to check that out. It's a really good um, interview. It was about two hours long. So we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, and I want everyone to be safe out there. Thank you so much.